Welcome back to episode 18 of the Watch Your Tone podcast. A little different today. We have no tone. He got his wisdom teeth out earlier, so we wish him the best. No Ron again, which should come as no surprise for everyone. I think he uh, fully gave up on us. And no Huff today. Uh, he was a little busy. So we have a fill-in for him, Alex Gleason. He's been uh, with the show since the beginning, just a little behind the scenes, but he's got a lot of knowledge, and uh, we're glad to have him today. So welcome, Glee. Thanks, Lou. Happy to be here. Oh, for sure. So we're going to walk you through. Um, we have a guest coming on today, five-star quarterback commit to Ohio State University, Quinn Ewers. Uh, we got a little bit of NHL stuff to touch on, um, some projected things, a little division change, possibly a shortened season. Uh, we'll walk you through the NFL last week, some NFC East drama, some quarterbacks that aren't performing. So uh, let's hop right into it. Um, Glee, Sean, I don't know if you've guys seen, you know, what they're planning to do for the divisions, but it is four separate divisions, Canada, East, Central, West. Um, so it's made up of different teams. The Rangers would obviously be in the East against the Bruins, Sabres, Hurricanes, Devils, Islanders, Flyers, and the Caps. Um, so I wanted to ask you guys, who do you feel has, you know, a tougher road in the division now? Do you feel like, because I personally think it's pretty tough for the Rangers. The Rangers are going to face, you know, a lot of good competition. Um, but I don't necessarily hate the change. I feel like having a Canada division is a pretty good idea. Um, especially, you know, with the pandemic going on right now. So it could probably limit travel a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to be a homer, but looks like the Rangers have a pretty tough road there. You get the Bruins, the Hurricanes, Islanders, Flyers, Capitals. Uh, it's a ton of good teams, a ton of playoff teams from this past year. Um, my question is what I don't get exactly the point, because with the Canadian division, you look at the map, they show you there like, where all the teams are located, how it kind of pans out. Um, like Toronto and Buffalo, for example, are an hour apart. So I don't think it's because of that necessarily. Canada has restrictions now on travel inside of Canada and the U.S. Like I know Toronto is back on lockdown, but they did permit the Leafs to be able to practice once it resumes as like an exemption. So I think that's what the NHL is trying to plan on doing is to keep the Canadian teams you know, to travel to the U.S. as least amount as possible to avoid, you know, possibly those like restrictions that Canada has right now. Yeah, so that was kind of my next thing. Are they just keeping it strictly to divisional games? Are they going to like do kind of a little tournament like over the so, weekends? Like say the Canadian division comes into the East division and they play like a round robin of games there. I think everything's fluid right now where they don't even really have a concrete plan of what's going to happen. I know they're discussing possibly a 60 game season, not an 82 game season. Um, I read somewhere that they want to go back to the 16 team playoff and not the expanded playoffs. So I think everything is just up in the air right now and they're going to, you know, see what works and see, I guess what's best for travel and schedule and everything like that. And hopefully they have a plan where we could at least have hockey back pretty soon. Yeah. I feel like the, the Eastern conference or division is going to be insanely good. I mean, you got two of the best, divisions anyway the Atlantic and the Metro put together basically now minus uh Tampa Bay but um yeah that's gonna I feel like that one's gonna be a great division to watch uh I feel like it's kind of good also for Canada I mean now they're at least gonna get their team in a playoff yeah they'll finally get a playoff berth it's been a while for them so I'm sure they're not too mad about that um that's pretty much I think all we have on hockey we have a couple small signings DeBrusque with the Bruins um, but nothing major in the hockey world right now. So uh, we're going to transition into some football. 
Um, a lot of good football this weekend. A lot of, you know, bad bets. Um, I personally had Green Bay over the Colts, and that was a disaster in overtime. Um, I don't know if you guys saw that game, but they fumbled in the first possession of overtime. So that was a pretty bad one. Um, but I want to talk about the NFC East a little bit. And do you guys feel like an NFC East team deserves a playoff spot? No. But I mean, they're going to get it, but I don't feel like yeah, they I mean, it's been there as long as the NFL's had it. So right now the Eagles are in first place at three, six and one. Like, I mean, I guess just because that's how it's been the whole time that they should deserve a playoff spot. But just there's other teams that are going to have better records and are better overall football teams that are going to have to watch while a team with a losing record possibly is in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, this year is definitely tough. Um, I think in general, though, it, it's definitely a good rule to have that the division winner automatically gets in the playoffs. You're Because it could be the opposite. These teams could be really good beating up on each other. Uh, some are winning. They're, you know, they're splitting every game and then they're all around eight and eight, nine and seven maybe 10 and six. And if they didn't have that in place, then they're then a good team is just in the playoffs, you know? Um, no. Just how things shake out. The the thing that bothers me is the home game. That I was going to say, I'm with you on them getting into playoffs, but I don't think they deserve to host a home game. Yeah. If anything there, that's, that would be the change I would make that the home, the home game should be by overall record. Yeah. Especially now sure. with the one by that's, that's really tough. If you're, you know, you're the Kansas city chiefs, you end up, 14 and two and you, you don't even get a buy this year. All right. Speaking of the chiefs, we had a, we did a little Instagram post. Who's the best athlete in the world right now. Can you argue that it's someone other than Mahomes? Uh, like the guy is, he's a fucking magician out there. The stuff he does on the football field, how he throws the ball, how he just controls the game is insane. Yeah. So anyone who knows me, I'm uh, probably LeBron James's biggest fan of all time. Um, Mahomes is unbelievable. It's uh, it's a lot harder to carry a team in football than it is in basketball and be that dominant. Um, not that the Chiefs aren't good overall, but to to be that dominant in football is definitely more difficult than basketball, in my opinion. Um, but for me, LeBron, just because he's been doing it for so long, uh, I think he's going on his 18th season next year. Um, I think Mahomes is definitely on path to be the greatest. Uh, but he's got to do it a little bit longer for me. Yeah, people have Mahomes already as the greatest quarterback of all time in the Hall of Fame. He's on that track, I agree, but let him do some more. I think he's going to win, you know, obviously more championships if they could keep that roster together and he stays healthy. But what he does out there is it's really crazy. And for anyone who would bet against the Chiefs, you probably have something like wrong in your head because he just wins games, wins games, wins games. Do you guys see any team in the league right now that you think can beat the Chiefs? No. I know any given Sunday, anybody can win. And you've seen the Patriots scheme against them pretty well. And it looked like the Raiders, you know, kind of had a good game plan against them. But he just comes through. I mean, I got to pick the Chiefs to come out of the AFC. NFC is yeah. a little more toss-up for me. So the only thing with them right now is their defense, like that game against the Raiders again on Sunday night, they were just getting gashed. Like every, every play, five, 10 yards, Waller was everywhere, catching everything. Jacobs running all over the place. That's what happened with the Chiefs last year too, though. They started off with the defense wasn't so great by the playoffs. They were awesome. Um, so right now, I think, I think there's probably a few teams that could, 
could give them a shot. The Steelers obviously being one of them. Um, personally, Russell Wilson's my favorite quarterback. I think they have a shot if that defense can get it together a little bit. They're D's uh, bad though, man. Seahawks. Seahawks D sucks. Wilson yeah, will keep you in every game, but their D is, is gross. Yeah, they got to figure it out. I, I feel like a lot of these teams, like the Chiefs again last year, like these these good teams, they end up just somehow pulling it together on on defense. Uh, I see. Personally, I think the Rams are a little bit of a sleeper. They have a great say, defense, yeah. great pass rush. They have yeah, good we cornerbacks. So, yeah, we were talking about a couple of uh, sort of long shots to win the Super Bowl. I would go with probably the Rams also, and I've I've been a big Colts guy this year. Phillips Philip Rivers obviously a little scary statue back there but that defense is awesome if he could just be efficient that's that's all you can really ask for for them their run game's awesome they got three great backs there uh so i would go with the colts or the rams probably the colts are one of those teams for me like if i need them to win they lose and if i need the other side they beat me every single time i bet against them or i need someone in fantasy they just kill me and I don't know, Phil Rivers, when you watch him play, he throws so weird and it makes it look like his arm isn't strong, but he does get it done. And he's an older guy now and he's, they look like they're pretty good. I think he's been sacked nine times the whole entire season. So that O-line's protecting him. So they could definitely be, you know, a sneaky team in the playoffs for sure. And then the Steelers, I mean, the Steelers are undefeated still and have a pretty solid chance of going undefeated here. Do you think they could uh, pull it off? Yeah, let me let me pull up that schedule real quick. I think they only had like two games that might be iffy. On so I think schedule. their hardest game from me looking at the schedule would be they play the Bills on a Sunday night away. So they're in Buffalo. That's a tough game. I mean, this Thursday should be pretty tough division rival against the Ravens. But the Ravens, you know, they, they kind of they kind of been the falling Ravens, off. The Ravens yeah. are are what you said about the Colts. I just can't I can't get a finger on the Ravens taking them in all the big games. They they just can't do it. Lamar looks like something's wrong. So maybe they figured him out. Maybe he's quietly injured. Who knows? But yeah, and the Ravens actually have two players out from uh, COVID, so they don't have their two starting running backs. No Mark Ingram and Dobbins, Dobbins. and J.K. Dobbins. Yeah, so they're going to be going with Gus Edwards. So definitely yeah. some backups in there. Um, last the thing I wanted thing, to touch on um, sorry, NFL wise, the Steelers yeah. with the Steelers schedule. I was thinking uh, Big Ben's obviously an older guy and. Week 17, they play the Browns, who might be playing for a playoff spot. Yeah. So that could be interesting, too, if, if how they play that. If they are 15 and out of there and they got the Browns last game of the season, it's not going to affect them. They locked up the one seed. That's so, Yeah, that's what it's all going to come down to if the Chiefs or them have the one seed. Yeah. So if they don't have the one seed, they're probably going to be playing hard. Or no, they might sit their guys because then they can't yeah. get the one seed. So we'll see what happens there. Um, I mean, it looks like they have a pretty decent shot. So all our fantasy people, um, Taysom Hill on the ESPN fantasy app this week was eligible as a quarterback and a tight end, which I thought was complete bullshit because you're pretty much playing two quarterbacks. He didn't, he didn't play tight end. He played quarterback. So uh, what did you guys think of Taysom Hill out there? Did you think, you know, the saints could sustain, you know, a winning record with Hill or they're really going to miss breeze. I don't know. I feel like he's like what Tim Tebow should have been. But yeah, I agree. That's a really good comparison there. Um, 
yeah, he definitely struggles throwing the ball sometimes. Like he had that, it ended up being caught. I think it was Emmanuel Sanders, but he threw that deep ball and it was like hilariously underthrown. Um, but he, he also had that other deep, that deep ball, 50 yard touchdown pass. It got called back on a hold. Um, he definitely had his moments and just having him back there, it's, it makes it a lot harder on the defense. He could do a number of different things as opposed to having a guy who like can't move around like Drew Brees. Um, but obviously you're lacking the arm there. I think he's definitely good enough to keep them in contention until, until Drew gets back for sure. Uh, he can't, you know, find guys like Breeze can find, but just pure arm strength. He looks like he has a pretty good arm and he's an absolute bull. So when he starts running, he looks like a, I don't like a linebacker running. He just trucks over guys. So uh, definitely going to be interesting to see what the saints could do if they could keep winning for sure. Yeah. He's got that uh, Tebow build, man. He's just a winner. He just feels like he's going to grind and win. Yeah. He's, but I mean, the upcoming game, he's only listed just as quarterback now. So yeah, he, ESPN uh, took it away because they screwed people for their playoff yeah, run. So yeah, he, he now actually, he's only eligible as a quarterback. He clinched the playoffs for me in uh, one of my leagues. Oh, you picked him up? Yeah, I actually picked him up before. Uh, I just traded Kelsey, so I picked him up uh, before, just thinking they would probably throw him in a lot of wildcat stuff with uh, or like read option stuff with Jameson. Um, and I just got lucky. Woke up the next morning, and he's eligible as a tight end, starting quarterback. Yeah, I actually I tried to pick him up and he was already picked up. So now I just hated the guy who picked him up and <laughs> complained about how much bullshit it was. But if I would have got him, then I would have just been all quiet yeah, about it. The app, the app was it crashed for a little bit. Uh, I went to go like check on it the next day and it it wasn't working for, for like an hour there. Speaking of quarterbacks, college athletes who had a lot of success, we're gonna be talking to one that we hope, you know, has a lot of success in the upcoming future, Ohio State Commit, Quinn Ewers. And uh, here's that interview now. now joined by five-star quarterback Quinn Ewers, uh, just committed to Ohio State. Welcome to the show, brother. Thank you for having me. Yep, no problem. So we just want to walk through a few questions with you, go over, you know, your recruitment process, why you chose Ohio State, everything like that. So that's where we're going to lead you off. Um, we know that you had a verbal commit to Texas, and then you wind up uh, picking Ohio State. So just walk us through that. Yeah, so basically, I just, I feel like I jumped on the University of Texas uh, emotionally more than anything, because, you know, I grew up uh, loving the University of Texas, obviously being from Texas. And uh, I just felt like I jumped on it too fast. And, you know, Ohio State's always, uh, they offered me pretty early. Uh, so, you know, I've always been in communication with those guys. And, uh, you know, I just felt like that was a good fit for me. And, you know, I feel like I fit their offense and kind of what they do on the field. And, you know, they they uh, they produce a good football players, but they they also, uh, you know, produce good men and, and character in their players. So yeah. I just feel like it was a good fit. It's actually been we went through the quarterbacks that they've had coming out of there recently, and it's it's pretty much like a quarterback factory. So I'm sure you'll mm -hmm. fit in well there. Um, how about your college recruitment process? I know you said Ohio State's been on you early. Do you talk to Ryan Day? Who comes out and sees you or talks to you? 
Yeah, so in the beginning, it was the, the running backs coach would uh, come up and to my school. I think he's uh, the region I'm in. I don't know. But Coach Dennis, and uh, I talked to him the most. He's the quarterback coach. And uh, obviously, I talked to Coach Day probably once a week. Uh, so I talked to both those guys. And uh, Coach Keenan is the assistant QB coach. I talked to him a little bit as well. All right, Glee, you want to hop in here? Yeah, so uh, obviously high school football in, in Texas is huge. Uh, now that you're committed to Ohio State, does that take the pressure off you in the final seasons in high school? Does it take away from your edge at all, or does it kind of give you that more room to focus on winning state title, anything like that? Yeah, I feel like it uh, It lets me take that back from everything, kind of take a deep breath and not have to worry about you know, after the game, what coaches to talk to and all that other stuff. You know, I can just focus on winning the football game that we're in and just going one and know every single week. Yeah, so we're we're East Coast guys, so we know you're you're Texas. So football is big here. It's definitely not, you know, how Texas is. So are you like the local beauty in the town? Is it like the whole town's at the football game or what goes on there? Because you know, we have a decent crowd, but like you watch Friday night lights and you see how those crowds are. Is it like that? Yeah, no, it's definitely like that. But I don't know about the beginning part, uh, about the hometown beauty or whatever. But <laughs> definitely, we pull up, we pull a big crowd. You know, I don't know if you've been able to like see our stadium or whatever, but it seats a good 15, 14, something like that, thousand people. So, you know, it's a good crowd to play, uh, play in front of. And, you know, South Lake loves their football team. So, yeah. Throw it off that a little bit. Uh, this year, were you guys able to have any fans at all? Like, what, what was up with that? Yeah, it's it's a fifty percent capacity, I think. So it wasn't too bad. Make a difference at all for you on the field, or? Yeah, away games. I don't think we're allowed to have our band, and I, I love hearing that band. Always <laughs> but uh, uh, you know, just the away games, I feel like are a little more, a little harder. But home games are fine. Now, NFL quarterback-wise, who would you compare yourself to or who do you model your game after? I try to play like Aaron Rodgers because he's my favorite quarterback. So I like watching Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> so do I. He's definitely one of the best. I feel like he's underrated too. I feel like yeah. he doesn't get as much respect and, you know, the Packers haven't put a ton around them recently. Um, yeah, so sure. you're going to Ohio State. Um, I know our producer's trolling you a little bit up there with the Michigan shirt on. <laughs> are you uh, are you excited for that rivalry? I know it's you know goes back a long time. Oh yeah, that's that's one of the main goals to beat the team up north. So yeah, for sure. Sean, you got anything for him being a you know a Michigan guy that you're gonna be watching him in the future? <laughs> um, I mean, I'll, I'll probably see you every Saturday, man, for the next fucking five years. Um, but yeah, assuming uh, everything goes right normally, um, your sophomore year, I mean, you're gonna be playing in Michigan at the big house. I mean, that's a hundred thousand plus people. I mean, does that, do you ever think about that now that you're in high school? I mean, you, you got a couple more years though, but. Yeah. Yeah. No, obviously that's something to look forward to. I think I, you know, I feel like I honestly play better when there's a bigger crowd. Cause you know, I I'll go out with the mentality. Like this is the first time this person's going to see me play. And I just want to show them, you know, like kind of what I can do and, I want them to, you know, if they if they came in the game thinking I'm what overrated or whatever, I want them to leave the game, you know, thinking I'm rated as I should be. 
Yeah, for sure. Um, now, has any of like the alumni or former quarterbacks from Ohio State reached out to you or anything like that? Not yet, no, sir. Yeah, I'm sure they will because like I thought I read that you're the highest ranked prospect to commit to Ohio State ever. I think uh, Pryor is ahead of me, I think. Yeah, I've read you and Terrell Pryor. There are two uh, top commits, but that's awesome. Yes. Um, so how about your family? Is your family, are they Texas? Like, did you grow up as a Texas fan and are they going to convert obviously to Ohio State? Oh yeah. Yeah. My, my dad's side is Texas and my mom's side is Oklahoma. Uh, so you got a nice little rivalry going on in the house. Now everyone's mm. switching over to. Yeah. But I feel like my mom, like when she married my dad, she, uh, kind of just started cheering for Texas. NFL Cowboys guy. I don't know about this year. I, I can't really rock with them anymore. But I, I like the Green Bay Packers now. All right, so you're a Packers guy. I was going to say, because our NFC East is probably the worst division in the history of football. So that's yeah. pretty tough. I mean, I cheer for them, obviously, being from Dallas area. Did you guys ever play a game in Cowboys Stadium? Yeah, we our second round last year, I think it was. Yeah, yeah we played DeSoto. At uh, Cowboy Stadium. That'd be pretty cool. And your year right now, you guys are off to a pretty huge start, right? I looked up your stats. are crazy. Yeah, I'm actually hurt right now. But other than that, I, I got hurt. I had surgery two weeks ago. All right. Well, we wish you a speedy recovery, obviously. And, you know, your main goal now is just be healthy to be a Buckeye. Yeah. Boys, you got any other questions for Quinn before we let him go? Um, yeah, we had that good one with the uh, with the big house. Uh, if you could only pick one, would you rather win the state title or every game against Michigan for your college career? Oh, that's hard. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I don't know. That's a tough one. You could plead the that's fifth. Tough yeah, answer. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I have an answer for that. Maybe, maybe, maybe both. I don't know. <laughs> good answer. I mean, it's been kind of <laughs> lopsided anyway the past few years, so I don't think you have anything yeah. to worry about with that one. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. but, I mean, Ohio State, I mean, Texas, Ohio State's about a 1,000 miles, maybe more, about 16 miles, uh, hours away. Uh, how do you think that you're going to handle being away from Texas? Yeah, you know? maybe. I feel like it would be a little hard at first, but I feel like I'm going to get over it because uh, – you know, we have we have some land up there near Columbus that I that my parents can always go to and stay there. So I feel like I won't ever be like too far from them. They can always just come up there. So I feel like it won't be that big of a problem. No, that's not too bad at all. Uh, one last thing. I mean, on your on your Instagram, you're sporting a nice mullet. Are you gonna bring that thing back in college? Yeah, I'm. I'm. I think I'm getting a cut. This week or next week. I don't know if you can really see it. It's kind of coming back. It's not as not as it used to be, but it'll get there. It'll get there. How how close is Ohio State to uh, where Columbus plays? Close? Uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's pretty close. Maybe Anthony will yeah, get Ohio you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Columbus. I think you go see a Rangers Blue Jackets game. Tony will get you in there. <laughs> yeah, no, I've never even been to a hockey game before. Really? No, never. All right. Well, we appreciate having uh, we appreciate you coming on, and we wish you a speedy recovery and the best of luck at Ohio State. We'll definitely be uh, we'll be watching you for sure.
Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks, brother. No worries, bud. Boys, so far 2020 has been a mess. Made it harder for all of us. But you know what shouldn't be a mess? You. Need to shave some body hair in places we don't want to know about? We got you covered with our partners over at Manscaped with the new Lawn Mower 3.0. It's the best there is. Some of y'all say, Hey Sean, what about my nose and ear hairs getting out of hand? No worries, we got you covered there too. Try the new Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer. Just like the lawnmower, it has skin-safe technology and is water-resistant. So go to manscaped.com and use promo code TD77 for 20% off and free shipping. That's code TD77. Thanks again, Quinn, for hopping on the show. We appreciate it. And like I said, we wish you a speedy recovery and lots of success at Ohio State when you get there in 2022. Uh, so we're going to move on. We had a pretty popular segment last week with the fan voicemails that came in. So I know we have a few more that Sean has, and he's going to play us a few right now. So uh, let's hear the first one, Sean. All right, first question. Cody, boys, question. Who do you think is the best still standing running back in the NFL right now? Still standing, still playing. In my opinion, it's easily Dalvin Cook. The way he runs is just magnificent. I get the case for Henry. But right now, still standing, who's your the best running back still standing? Forget fantasy, just overall back. Thanks, boys. Love you. All right. So best running back, I guess because he said still standing that he's taking McCaffrey out of the race. Because if McCaffrey's healthy, he's the best in my opinion. And it's it's not even close. He gives you running, catching. He pretty much could do it all. Dalvin Cook's actually a pretty good one. I, I really wasn't even thinking of him. I think I would have to go Derrick Henry. He's just an absolute bull. And you see what he did last weekend. He pretty much put the team on his back and got them a win against Baltimore. So I think, I think Derrick Henry will get my vote. Alvin Kamara is another guy. Um, doesn't run as much, but he's, he's lethal in the pass game. But if we're going to go purely running back, I think Derrick Henry would be my pick. Yeah, I pretty much agree with you for the most part. I'll I'll actually take Dalvin Cook as the best just pure running back also. Um, but I was going to mention Alvin Kamara. He obviously doesn't run it up the middle as much as, as Dalvin or Derrick Henry. But all the things he can do out in space is just unbelievable. He plays like it's like in slow motion. He's making people miss. Uh, he's definitely my favorite, but pure running back, I'll go Dalvin Cook. Agreed. Well, I disagree, but agree that they're both they're both great running backs. Not a bad option either. Sean, we got another uh, voicemail lined up. Yes. I've been a huge fan of the show. I'm just wondering, uh, what's your bold prediction to win the Super Bowl? Not like your number, whoever the number one seed is, but what's your like boldest prediction? Have a nice day. Uh, boldest prediction to win the Super Bowl would be probably the Jets. <laughs> nah, seriously. Um, boldest prediction to win the Super Bowl, I think I would go with the Seahawks. I mean, they're in a good spot, and I don't know how bold it is to pick them, but uh, I just trust Russell Wilson, and I think he could carry the team enough to make up for some of the uh, defensive deficiencies that they have. So I'll go with the Seahawks. I know the Chiefs are probably going to be the heavy favorite, but uh, I'll take the Seahawks. Yeah, I, I don't know how bold that is either, Lou, but uh, 
I'll, I'll, I kind of mentioned it earlier. I, I'd probably go with the Colts as, as my bold one. I guess they probably have the same record, but as I said, I think their records. Yeah. Is- <laughs> I don't know. I guess I just think of Russell Wilson really highly and, um, but yeah, I'd say the Colts or the Rams would, would be my pick. Oh, you want to get real bold here? How about the Cardinals? I I could see them. Yeah, if we're getting bolder, I was yeah. I was thinking even the Raiders would be like a crazy one for me. Uh, I think the Raiders are underrated. I think so too. They 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 beat the Chiefs obviously the first time. They played them real tough uh, just on Sunday there. Um. Yeah, Chuck uh, Chucky Gruden. I love Chucky Gruden, man. Knock on wood if you're with me. <laughs> yeah, all right. So I feel like bold, if you want to go bold, bold, anyone NFC East, if the Giants somehow can win it out, I feel like they, they would have a shot. They have as much chance as the Jets do. So <laughs> I say if we're going bold, we're going uh, Raiders or Cardinals. Um, all right. So we gave our bold prediction there. Uh, what do we have? A couple more voicemails lined up, Sean? Yeah. All right, let's hear them. All right, next one. Do you think that the Eagles wasted $138 million on Carson Wentz? I do. <laughs> long, long call. Dramatic applause. Uh, I'm not a huge Wentz guy. Um, when Foles won us the Super Bowl, I thought we should have stayed with Foles. We haven't won a Super Bowl ever. Um, so I was, you know, in a position where even though Wentz was the younger guy, the team really rallied around Foles. So I was on the Foles train. Um, I just, I want Carson to be good. I'm an Eagles fan. So I want him to be good every week. I've been betting the Eagles week after week, after week, after week. And I keep losing every single week betting on these guys. I, I just, I just want him to play. He has a huge ceiling, a ton of talent but his decision-making seems to not be there. He, he misses a lot of throws. He overthrows, he underthrows, he holds the ball too long. He takes a ton of sacks and he's in year five. So it's not like it's year one or two where you could say, Hey, he's a rookie. He's a young quarterback. He's one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the league now. And you know, his decision-making needs to get better. I mean, you know, I'm just a fan obviously watching, so I can't really comment too much on what a quarterback needs to do in, in the pocket. But just from what I see, it looks like right now that the contract is is not going to turn out to be a great one for the Eagles. Yeah, I'm a I'm a big Carson Wentz defender. Uh, obviously, the decision making's pretty terrible. He a lot of turnovers. He shouldn't be making that pick six this weekend on the little screen pass was pretty awful. Um, but the way I think about it with Carson Wentz, when you're watching the Eagles, every play he's got a hand in his face. He's getting killed. He's got no one to throw the ball to. Um, if you had someone like Jared Goff on the Eagles, I think you're looking at an even worse record, even worse performances. And I like Jared Goff, but the way Carson Wentz plays the game, he's a gamer. Um, I would, I definitely don't think he wasted $138 million. Quarterbacks aren't easy to come by either. I think he's a good one. And I know it's been about five years, but he had that year that the Eagles did win the Super Bowl. He was in the MVP race until they got hurt. Um, yeah, but he- I know you're a Giants guy, so he hasn't been the same since 2017. He came back. He's a different guy. And I know you're talking about when the play starts, he's got hands in his face and and he's getting sacked a lot. So if you're Doug Peterson and you're the coach of the Eagles to combat all them sacks, what is your game plan for Wentz? Get the ball out quick and run the ball. 
Miles Sanders is averaging six yards a carry and we barely use him. I don't know if he's ever had 20 carries in a game. So I don't really understand that. And I have a pretty good stat to back me up of getting the ball out quick. Wentz has taken 33 sacks on plays where he's held the ball for four plus seconds. You can't hold the ball for four seconds all the time, especially with a shit offensive line. You know, guys are going to be pressuring you. You got to get the ball out quick. So the only thing I'll say about that, you know what else changed after the Super Bowl? They didn't have Frank Reich anymore either. I think that's, that's definitely a big part of it also. So. There's a few rumors swirling too that uh, Wentz could possibly be a trade target to the Colts because that yeah. reunion with Frank Reich. I don't think it happens. I think the Eagles stick with Wentz. May, I don't know. If they keep losing, I think, I think something big's going to happen because obviously this town, Philadelphia, will be going crazy. So we'll see what happens. My answer to the question right now is – it has been a bad contract. I think Lee's going to go with it. Hasn't been a bad contract, but uh, I guess we'll see what happens the rest of the way here. And I think we have one more voicemail, Sean. All right. Here we go. Hi, this isn't really a question. I just wanted to say how good Tony's brother has been on the podcast and how much he improved from the beginning. Thank you. <laughs> Well, I will uh, thank my cousin Christian for that phone call. He was trying to troll me, calling in. Uh, <laughs> Hold on, we got one more. Saying how good I am. Uh, hi, I have a question for Lou. Um, I just wanted to see, how'd you get so good at doing the podcast? You know, you're really doing good. I, I look forward to watching it. So once again, I'd like to thank my cousin Christian for calling in and leaving a voicemail again. We might have to change the number so we don't get any more calls like that. But I appreciate the support, Chris. And uh, maybe we'll have you on the pod one day and see how uh, well you do. It was a great voice. Sound like Screech. It's not even his Dave voice. <laughs> He's straight making a voice up. Voice over. I love it. <laughs> all right, Chris, you'll pay for that. Um, all right. So thanks, everybody, for the voicemails. We're going to keep doing this segment. It seems to be pretty popular. Um, so if you want to call in, the number is 929-333-5428. So uh, just call us in. Tony should be back next week. Um, hopefully we could have a few more guests. I know you guys like uh, when we have a guest. So Tony should be back and I could take my secondary role and uh, get back to <laughs> the normal episodes. Um, so pretty much we're just going to wrap up a little bit. Um, UFC talk, like we said, McGregor Poirier is scheduled for January 23rd. Um, they keep putting out events every single Saturday. Um, I believe we have Blades and Derek Lewis this week. So that's a pretty good heavyweight matchup for our UFC fans out there. If I had to bet the fight, I would bet it to not go the distance. Derek Lewis swings for the fences and Blades is also a power guy. So that would be my bet if you're going to watch the UFC. Uh, Glee, I don't know if you're a UFC guy, but uh, any thoughts on it? Yeah, actually, I've only seen Curtis Blades fight one other time. It was that... Uh, it was the main event probably a couple months ago. And he just, I forget who he was fighting, but he just laid on the guy the entire time. Uh, so he's definitely not my my favorite fighter. Uh, I think he's right about minus 350. Um, I think he'll win just taking control, a lot of control time, a lot of time on the ground. Um, so I, would, I, I wouldn't be taking him at minus 350, but maybe throw him in a parlay with another guy you like, something like that. Blades fought Volkov uh, his last fight. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he won uh, at the end in a decision, and uh, so it went the distance there. 
Um, Derek Lewis fights. I just don't like to go to distance. He, he swings heavy. So uh, if he could keep it on the feet a little bit, um, you might want to sprinkle a little something on Derek Lewis for a knockout. It's probably going to be big odds. So good luck to everybody who's going to be betting. Uh, my cousin Frankie should have UFC picks again posted this Friday. Um, I think we had a little bit of a tough week last time, but overall he's been pretty good. So uh, we will post them again for you guys and uh, hopefully we can win you some money. And then um, pretty much our last segment, like we do every week, we're going to give you guys an NFL lock of the week. I'll let you uh, go first, Glee, and tell us what you got. I'm, I'm between two right now. I'd like the Broncos plus six at home against the Saints. Obviously, Taysom Hill. I was giving him credit before, but obviously playing in Denver is tough always. Um, they just had a nice win against Miami. Six seems like a lot. Um, so I'd probably take the Broncos there and give me, give us a Thanksgiving play. Cause now we got Thanksgiving football. So we got three games on Thursday. Give us a play for that. I'll, uh, I'll give you the Cowboys. I was, I was hoping they would lose that game against the Vikings. Uh, Cause I thought there'd be good value on them this week. Um, they did win. So I think it's a little bit higher right now. It's three, some two and a half. Um, but I think the Cowboys are going to turn it around a little bit. Andy Dalton's, a serviceable quarterback. Uh, he's been in the playoffs a few times with the Bengals, and now he's got all those weapons, Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, Zeke, Tony Pollard. So I think they're going to turn it around a little bit here. Uh, so from I wouldn't an, be surprised if they win the, the division. I actually think they're going to win the division. I said that on Sunday. I think the Cowboys wind up taking this division. Um, their roster has a ton of talent up and down. Um, so if Andy Dalton could at least be serviceable, I think they could win the division. So I might fade you on Thanksgiving, to be honest. <laughs> From a fan standpoint, just watching the Cowboys and on paper, I feel like they're going to beat Washington. So if I had to pick a, a money line winner, I'd pick them. But they're two and nine against the spread on Thanksgiving Day. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't. So, I'm you not really trends? into those. Yes, yeah, I'm, so. I'm into certain trends, like ones that ones that goes like years back. I don't really like those. Um, I don't love the Cowboys as much either. That's why I'm saying I hope they, they lost. I was thinking maybe it'd be like a pick or maybe even like plus one and a half because they've, they've been just terrible until they against the Vikings. They had that good game against the Steelers. I think that was more the Steelers playing awful though. Um, but yeah, I'll still go with the Cowboys. All right. So I'm going to fade. I'm going to go Washington, go with the trend, see how that works out for us. And my second pick, I'm going to go with the Raiders coming off that tight game against the Chiefs. I think they cover the three versus the Falcons. The Falcons have been so up and down this year. You never know what team is going to come out and play. Um, but I think the Falcons could get it done here. So uh, that's our picks. Um, we wish everybody, obviously, a happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy your time with your family. Um, so, you know, we're, we're advocates that you can be with your family on Thanksgiving, but everybody do it safe and healthy. Um, Tony should be back next week. Like I said, episode 19, get your voicemails in and we appreciate everybody listening. <laughs>